Four minutes it is after 8 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. Just to give you a sense of what's coming up, uh, we're going to be uh, checking in with uh, uh, the folk from 750 Amped uh, for our tech conversations. Oliver Chimbidi is going to join me. Uh, he's the Chief, Invest uh, Chief Information Officer at Pax Africana Holdings. Uh, but uh, before we get to that conversation, uh, we now uh, are going to have a chat about filing season. And uh, this year the filing season has been broken up into various phases. And the process will begin with auto assessments being sent to a large number of taxpayers from the 1st of August through to the end of the month of August. And it comes at a time when uh, there's certainly a lot of relief coming through from uh, all taxpayers uh, or taxpaying segments uh, uh, on the back of what we find with COVID-19. The Senior Manager for Payroll Taxes at uh, the Receiver of Revenue at SARS, Tsilidzi Magada, joins me now on the line. Tsilidzi, good evening to you and welcome. Good evening, uh, to you and your listeners. Thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us. Tilizi, maybe I guess a good starting point in the conversation would be uh, uh, this uh, idea of an auto-assessment. What, what does that mean? What, what does that look like? And I guess what does that imply uh, by way of uh, my obligation to file my tax returns? Okay. Auto-assessment is a concept that has been adopted um, for a good quite number of years by other revenue agencies across um, the world. Uh, we're just following in, in that regard. But what it implies is that SARS uses the third-party information or information at its disposal, um, including uh, uh, historical trends. Uh, based on that information, we then create uh, an assessment or assessment results which will then issue to a taxpayer. A taxpayer can then view um, the results and the summary of the data used in that regard on any of our channels and simply accept. So instead of going into a return where a taxpayer needs mm -hmm. to complete, such would have summarized the information in a, simply, in a uh, simple manner uh, for the taxpayer. Okay, all right. And then, uh, you know, many people would have received, um, you know, all ma manner of texts, uh, uh, I think, over the last few days or so uh, about their pay-as-you-earn obligations, about their VAT. And uh, I guess I might, mustn't maybe ask you about VAT, uh, but maybe keep it uh, just on pay-as-you-earn. Um, and they might be asking themselves uh, about sort of what that means in relation to some of the relief measures that have been announced uh, by the Commissioner and by the National Treasury as well. Uh, so, so if I get a, a text from SARS, does that mean I guess I need to pay now or do I still benefit from some of the relief measures in the form of a payment holiday uh, that were announced earlier on? Uh, for, for compliant uh, taxpayer, Aronga, uh, the, the relief that were announced by the president as part of the uh, broader strategy by government to assist um, uh, businesses they, they remain available. Uh, but it is important to note that the current uh, PIT filing season cycle is to do with the uh, last uh, tax year, which would have ended uh, this year in February. So the relief in this year wouldn't, would not have an impact uh, on the filing season for individuals for this year. Uh okay all right and then uh you've segmented the year i guess into a few phases uh, maybe talk us through this filing season that um, you know has 
uh, quite a few phases. I understand we are in uh, the third phase now. What, what happened in the first, uh, you know, first two uh, uh, phases prior to this third one? Uh, actually, we, we are in the middle of the second phase, but I'll take you through the, the three phases as um, sure, sure. Uh, communicated uh, again earlier on in the year by the Commission. So this year we've approached filing season in a more holistic manner. And we've said, uh, let's look at the um, interdependencies uh, between uh, the different products and activities that affect our ordinary citizens in terms of filing season. And the first phase was um, what we will call an employer filing. This started around uh, mid-April. This is the phase where the employer, together with other third-party data providers, uh, were all, uh, with the obligation, uh, filed the... For the employers, they would have filed their EMP 541 together with the RP5 certificate. The third-party data providers would have uh, provided the information as um, gazetted out. And I'm now talking about the medical aid schemes, for instance. The financial services companies would have provided the retirement fund and pension schemes, the banks, and so on. So that period ran from mid-April till end of May. Mm. Uh, Post that period, uh, we then went into a second phase and that phase was a phase where we were saying uh, the individuals now need to take the certificates that have been issued by the various entities uh, make sure that the information reflected in those certificates is correct so if we take for an example uh, the medical aid will issue out a certificate and say Ayawonga has contributed uh, 10 rent to the medical scheme. So Ayawonga will have that certificate and say, oh, okay, I contributed 10 rent, I agree with it, okay, yeah. it means the data is correct. If it is not correct, it is a phase where we were encouraging uh, individuals to say, go back to the entity and say, well, this information does not uh, appear to be correct. Um, in that phase, and then SARS, in parallel to that, we went through the data that has been submitted. We synthesized the data. Uh, we analyzed the data where it needed to be corrected. We would correct because we were preparing for the third phase. Uh, and in, in, as part of the um, uh, going into the third phase, we then start to use uh, the data going into the process that we added to earlier on, which is the auto-assessment. So using that data, uh, now going into August, a majority of the individual will then get the SMS uh, in respect of the auto-assessment that we would have raised okay. based on the data supplied by the entities that are stated uh, who, who would have submitted in phase one. And the last phase, um, starting from 1 September, uh, will then deal with everybody else who's not covered by the auto-assessment, including mm. uh, provisional taxpayers who would head till the end of January to file. Yeah, yeah. Maybe I guess there's, there's another message that might uh, be worth re-emphasizing and restating, which is, uh, you know, I guess the, the criminal implications uh, for some of the people who fail to submit a return or throughout the different seasons that are open to undertake such, uh, who fail to do so? 
and and we we uh, from a, a SaaS perspective, uh, we take um, compliance uh, very seriously. Uh, so the failure to submit uh, a return is a serious non-compliance that can lead uh, to a, a, a criminal prosecution. And and in that respect, we have employed, and I must also say thanks to uh, the entities that have participated and complied in, in phase one. But for those who haven't, uh, uh, we will then go into uh, the enforcement space um, of our three pillars on how we engage with the, with the taxpayers. So we, we, we truly encourage all South Africans, entities and individuals to comply especially if you take for, for individuals, um, when we see, uh, look at our data, 70% of um, the individual returns, they result in a credit. And so there's not really a, a, a reason why you, know, you would want to run away from uh, settling your uh, taxes with SARS when in the majority of the time, for PIT that is, um, you end up in a credit. But even if you do end up in a, a space where you owe in SARS, um, we would let you know that this is the amount that you owe SARS and mm. you can pay accordingly. Mm. But we do encourage that compliance is, 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 uh, plays a major role, uh, especially now where government really needs every resources available um, to be able to, uh, to deal with what we face today. Mm-hmm. L- lastly, before before we let you go, uh, 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 Tiliti, I guess the, the other uh, question relates to uh, some people who might be listening in to us uh, who are employees, who haven't received their IRP5 certificates yet. Uh, what would your advice be to them uh, as we find ourselves now, I guess, towards the tail end of the second phase of the filing season? So uh, our advice to those that have not received the certificate is that they must engage with the employers or the third-party entities from which they are expecting to get um, the certificate uh, uh, to to, uh, engage that they they get those issued to them. I must also emphasize uh, that in the instance where the employer uh, continues to be non-compliant or behave in the manner that uh, may look like it disadvantaged the um, taxpayer. Uh, the taxpayer is still obliged to um, file their return with SARS with the information that they have. We do um, open up that um, those who want to uh, to comply with their obligation they should not be stopped because the employer has not complied. Um, they can use the, the pay slips uh, to complete uh, the return and, and submit accordingly. But but our enforcement uh, area uh, continues to engage with the employers who are non-compliant because we we we, we are taking that very seriously. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, the non-compliance, uh, even in the PAYE space, we are taking that very seriously. Okay. Salidzi Magada, 
Thank you very much, sir, for taking time out to speak to us this evening. He's the Senior Manager for Payroll Taxes at the South African Revenue Service. Uh, joining us uh, this evening to uh, talk about uh, the third phase of the filing season set to start uh, in the 1st of August right through to the 31st of August. So, uh, yeah, encouraging all of us to take note of some of the messages that come through, uh, sometimes on your phone or via email from the receiver of revenue, as uh, they certainly do guide how uh, we can go about uh, doing our best to comply. So uh, let's pause here for a second. And uh, in our next segment, we catch up with Olivia Chimbidi, Chief Information Officer at Pax Africana Holdings. And we're going to talk in our tech conversations about the 750 Amped campaign and how it's used technology to be able to spread awareness, uh, training and education around precautions uh, to prevent the spread of COVID-19. Uh, we'll also be reflecting on the life and times of Dade Andrew Mikiti Mlangeni. And we're going to be uh, uh, doing that, uh, uh, checking in with uh, a report that's been put together by our colleagues here at, at the uh, National Broadcaster. And then under the microscope, we're going to check in on the unfinished business of uh, black economic empowerment with the Black Management Forum. Let's take a break now. When we come back, we catch up with Olivier.